Hello and welcome to season two of the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. We are on episode six of season two and on today's solo episode, I will be talking about the dreaded word that is networking. The word that seems to strike fear into some freelancers and creatives' hearts. But before we get cracking on that, I just want to say another massive thank you to last week's guest, Lisa Douglas. She shared her 20 plus years of TV wisdom and what it's like to work in the TV and celebrity world. If you haven't listened to it already, do go check out episode five because it was amazing. So many fantastic nuggets of information and I thought it was really nice to hear how no matter if you're a freelancer as a performer an actor a producer a presenter everyone has a similar story similar ups and downs and i just thought it was such a fantastic episode so let's get cracking now and learn more about networking so networking Networking is a theme that has appeared a lot, in my opinion, over this season so far. And I know a lot of creators and freelancers struggle with it. Whether that's due to not having the confidence to network, or if they think it's too much about the hard sell, or they just don't even know where to begin. So over this episode, I'm going to unpack networking for creatives and freelancers. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you will feel differently about networking. I want to start this episode off with a fantastic quote. And that quote is, your network is your net worth. That quote comes from Portugal, who's an international public speaker, networker, entrepreneur and author. I just think that quote is so powerful and it's so true. But also not just your net worth in the fact of your money and your jobs, but your net worth in your friendships and your relationships and how fulfilled you can be. For those listening who have taken part in one of my masterclasses or who I've worked with one-on-one, we spend a lot of time drilling down into their personal brand, their services and what they offer, and also what are their values and their goals. If you don't know what you want or what you have to offer, how can you market yourself or your products and how can you network effectively and set goals? You need to know who you are, what you have to offer and where you want to be. In this episode, I can't jump into that too much, but obviously if you want to book a one-on-one session with me, just let me know. We can work on your brand, your brand tone, your visuals, your values and your goals. But in the meantime, I would really like you to take some time to think about what you have to offer and who would buy that. So whether you want to pause the episode or do this after, really think, right, what are my skills and services? A big part of a session with me as well, one-on-one, is working out who your ideal client is, how you can attract them and how you can set business goals with a clear, definable path to get you there. So hopefully by doing a quick stock take and realising what you have to offer, you can start thinking, right, when I network, these are key points I can bring up or these are the networking events I should be going to. Networking seems like a dirty word, but your career is built not just on your talent and skills, but on the connections you have or that you are yet to make. Networking isn't always about making new connections. It's about nurturing the ones you already have. It could be the paying clients that continue to book you. So whether you are a performer on stage, a coach, a mentor, it's the clients who already book you. It could be the creatives that hire you to be in their show. It could be the production company or the wholesalers of your book. It's those relationships you already have as well as making new ones. There could be someone out there that once you connect with them, everything clicks into place, whether that be from a financial point of view, from a career development point of view, just from a friendship and a positivity point of view. You may remember from season one, episode three, online presence and probably several other episodes. But I say you are the solution to someone's problem. Your skills are the answer to a job out there. You just need to package your skills and market them in a way that gets you in front of the right people. Think of it like this. The more people you know, the more likely you are to get a job. 
Networking allows you to hear and access more opportunities that you might not have been able to on your own. It could lead you to learn insight into a different aspect of your industry, introduce you to a mentor or a coach, help establish you as a person of influence or notoriety, or it could just help you with your self-confidence. Also, I don't know about you, but I've had jobs and clients come to me months down the line from a connection I've made. It isn't always about an immediate gain from someone or a connection. Think about the long game. What are your goals? How can you help someone achieve their goals? Get to know the people who inspire you or have insight into your industry. Get to know them because you want to and you want to learn and help if you can. It's not always about the hard sell. I know you hear the Hollywood stories where a waiter or a server serves a leading agent and then drops their CV or their mixtape, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden they get signed. And although that may happen, that is very, very rare. I want you to think about the relationships and the network you're building as a success. With networking, try not to think what that person can do for you, but what you can do for them. I would say about 70 to 80% of my clients actually come from word of mouth. And that could be from networking at an event, um, someone who's attending my masterclass, passing on my details. I've also had clients come to me that later on, due to both of our networks, has led to us either getting other work or being recommended to their pool of people and their clients. The good news is, though, that there are probably several ways in which you are networking already. And maybe you don't realise that or you're just not sure how to network effectively, but you've been in those situations. So you have your in-person networking. This could be at a designated networking event. It could also be while you are on a course or after a class, meeting someone for a coffee. Um, At the moment, there's a lot of amazing online Zoom webinars and masterclasses. So it could be at an online event. I know with COVID, a lot of events are online, but that doesn't mean networking ceases. You also have your social media networking. So obviously, pros and cons to social media, however, is a fantastic source for networking. It will allow you to connect with the people you really want to work with. So whether you think of them as VIPs or they could just be a leader in your industry, it will allow you to connect with them. This can start off with a simple following and engaging in posts, sharing content or sharing their materials that you think would value be of value to your audience. From there, it can then lead into messaging and actually meeting in person. LinkedIn is a great source for networking. It's the number one search engine for professional people. So performers who are listening with LinkedIn, it might not be for you right now if, you're, if your main focus is an on-screen, on-stage career. As I said, it's that number one search engine for professional people. It's great for coaches and mentors, people in HR. It's a fantastic source. Also allows you to refer and give testimonials. So it's a great one-stop shop for kind of having a little portfolio for you. So there are these two simple ways of networking. You're in-person and you're online networking, not to mention your email, events, reaching out to previous clients. But it's all about building relationships. People won't always remember what you've said, but they will remember how you made them feel. So if you are really helpful, nice, polite, insightful, eager, they are more likely to invest their time in you or refer your services and remember you. If you were pushy, going for the hard sell, very one-sided and selfish in that conversation, they're more than likely not going to remember you or they might remember you for the wrong reasons and they probably will not refer you. Lisa mentioned a really good tip in her podcast episode about wearing something that may be eye-catching or a great conversation starter. Fashion can also be a sense of armour, so dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So think of it not only as dressing the part and meeting people that can help you achieve your goals, but also just meeting like-minded people, making a support network, having creating like a think tank, people you, people you respect who you can bounce ideas off of or ask their advice from, educating yourself, learning and also being inspired and also inspiring others. 
When it comes to like auditioning and pitching and interviewing and networking, you might not be the right fit for that project at that moment. However, if you build a relationship, it's more likely that they will reach out to you when the right project comes up. If you are performing and you've made a really good impression at an audition, the more likelihood is they're going to call you in again for another audition because you've been, not only have you had the talent within that audition, you've been polite, you've been nice to the person signing you in, you've had good audition etiquette in the room. Same for interviews and pitches. You may have got in, you may have got in the room to have a pitch. It might not have lined up that time however if they think you are articulate right for the job you have the skills and you are nice and personable they will reach out to you again or if you reach out to them again they're more likely to remember you you need to think about nurturing relationships and also following up with someone after you met them because there are projects always in the pipeline there's always a new show whether that's tv or on stage there's a new article that needs to be written there's more pt clients you could get there's always someone out there for you you just need to get in front of that person and by networking effectively you might be able to get in front of people that you wouldn't normally be able to get in front of by yourself with networking, it's really important to follow up with people. Quite often, a creatives and freelancers will meet someone really inspiring or someone they want to work with and they have a great conversation that could be at a press night, at an interview, at a meeting, at a networking event, whatever it is. And then they forget to follow up or they don't feel confident to follow up. So you want to reach back out to them. That could be as simple as following them on social media, connecting. It could be that you send them an email. Whatever it is for you, make sure you follow up with that connection. Nurture that relationship. Before I let you go, I want you to look at your current network and not just your network in the fact of people that can get you jobs, your network such as your support system, whether that's friends or family, your network is in field leaders that inspire you. Make a list or several lists of people in your network. Look at your end goals, where you want to be, then really take time to look at that network. Who do you have there where their connection aligns with your goals? So I don't mean you're then going to phone that person up and be like, hey, give me this job. But as a performer, if you know someone that's in that show that is your dream show, ask if they wouldn't mind if you pick their brain about the audition process. If you're a freelance journalist and you know someone who works at that newspaper, ask them to have a look at your covering letter in your CV layout to see if you think it's in line with their brand. Quite often we look at our desired goal or who we want to work with, but we, we don't actually look at who we already have relationships with and how that may benefit us and, and also how you can help benefit someone else. As I said, there's been relationships I've made on jobs or at auditions or at meetings or pitches where the right job hasn't lined up that time. However, by keeping that conversation open, six months down the line, it's led to me getting a job that is actually a better fit for me. Same with auditions. The more times you go to an audition and get seen by a casting director and leave that good impression, they're gonna wanna keep pulling you into the room so don't give up having and building a network is success and it's part of your business I also do want to say though be careful when turning maybe friendly relationships or even family relationships into business opportunities because that can complicate relationships sometimes so don't just contact someone asking for help or money look at that relationship what that person has going on at present how strong is your relationship I've had it before people I've not spoke to in five or six years then reach out to me saying Jamie can I ask you a quick bit of advice and I'm, I'll try and help if I can and all of a sudden it's like it's an A4 style email with just loads and loads and loads of questions that I'm like okay a quick question is five minutes a quick question isn't maybe a massive email and a two-hour zoom call so you have to look at relationships and also and then going back to feelings I remember the fact that oh I've not spoke to this person in six years I've not asked how I'm doing I've not asked how my family is they've not asked, they've not even said well done for where you are it's just I can ask you a quick question and it's quite from a selfish point of view so do be careful with relationships Networking can seem like hard work, but it's not just do a bit of research. If you're auditioning for a show or interviewing, you will research the website, you will research who you're emailing, you will learn particular songs in the style of that show. It's the same when it comes to networking. If you're going to an event, 
research who's speaking on the panel. If you're going to a press night, look at who the casting director of the show, get a visual eye of who they are, do a bit of research. So when it comes to networking, it's easy. You know who you are, what you have to offer, who's there. So if conversation naturally comes up, great. If not, you may know who you want to talk to in the room. But again, be educated in the way in which you network. Don't burst into a conversation if someone's talking already to four people. Try and see if there's a natural way for a conversation to start. There's lots more I could go on about networking and etiquette and how to store your contacts and the best email templates to follow up on. But there's not enough time here. I want to let you go. Make that list of what you have to offer and also make a list of your current network. Always be authentic to who you are Don't network from a selfish point of view. Of course, you may want career development or to learn or grow. That's great. But come from a place of adding that value and being authentic to who you are. Don't just go for the hard sell. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope this makes networking a little bit more clear for you. If you've really enjoyed it, don't forget to leave a review on your chosen listening platform. And I'll be back next week.